You're listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast with Jody Livingston, episode number 13. Hey, we're finally a teenager. Welcome to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast, helping you survive and thrive in youth ministry. And now your host, Jody Livingston. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. Thanks for tuning in and making this podcast today a part of your day. If this is your first time listening, thanks for coming over to the podcast. Welcome to it. Um, Thanks for being a part of the community today. If you're coming back, thanks for coming back and putting up with me for one more episode. You picked a good one. This is going to be a great, great episode, and I'm excited to share it with you If you're enjoying the podcast, head over to iTunes and subscribe there so you get the content each week as it comes out. Also, leave and write a review there, or I guess it would be write and leave a review there for the podcast. It's super helpful with um, just helping other youth pastors and youth workers find the podcast, and it's really, really encouraging for me. I appreciate so very much all of you that have done that already and continue to do that. Thanks for taking the time to do that. I know your time is very limited in the youth ministry, and so it means a lot for me for you to do that. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Jody Livingston, that's J-O-D-Y, and of course The Longer Hall over on the Facebook. You can catch us there as well. All the links and resources in today's episode that are mentioned will be in the show notes page over at thelongerhall.com slash Episode 013, that is thelongerhall.com slash episode 013. Man, a very, very special guest today on the show. It's actually my wife, the missus, is on the show, Sarah Livingston. Just a precious, precious woman. So grateful for her and my life and ministry. Tons of wisdom wrapped up in this lady And so I'm really excited for her to come on the show, for you to kind of meet her and hear from her, the other side, kind of of our ministry. And I'm even more excited because it was her idea for her to come on, which is really surprising. But uh, she kills it, man. She knocks it out. You're going to hear a lot about how we manage things, just the busyness that we find ourselves in so often in ministry, kind of that balance. How do we how do we do that? Our kids in ministry, family there as well as um, how we found just to most effectively minister to students and invite them in to be a part of our life, how she's changed, especially her role has changed throughout the years as we've gotten married and had children. And even we talk a little bit about what it's like having a kid in our ministry as well. And she gives some phenomenal resources at the end that you're going to want to stick around for as well. Just a, just a really helpful, I think it'd be a really helpful interview for you, regardless of what stage of your life you're in, whether you're you're married now or not, have kids now or not, you may one day find yourself being that. So we just we just try to be real open and honest with you today and just kind of share a little bit from our journey and where we are, things that have worked and things that maybe haven't always worked so well for us. Before we get to the interview though, let me thank today's sponsor, which is audible.com. Man, just a huge resource in my own life personally as a I just read a lot, and Audible, I really enjoy listening to the audiobooks, especially, and uh, it's just been a good, good resource for me over the last few years, allowing me to really consume a whole lot more than I would if I were just 
having to read them. And so I highly encourage you to check that out. For listeners to Longer Haul, they are offering a one-month free trial, which includes a free book of any of the 150,000 titles they have there on audible.com. Just about any book you think you'd want to read, you'll be able to find it there on audible.com. So head over to thelongerhaul.com slash audible trial to sign up for your free month and free download there. Great resource. Man, I highly encourage you just to give it a shot. I think you'll really enjoy it much more than you think. So with all of that said, though, here we go. We'll jump into the interview with my lovely and precious wife, Sarah Livingston. Well, all right. I'm here with a very special guest today, um, my wife, Sarah Livingston. And I'm really excited to have her here on the podcast today. I'm even more excited because it was actually your idea to come on the podcast today. So for everybody listening, they've kind of heard me yap. If they've been listening for a while or been following the blog, they kind of know maybe a little more of my story and how I ended up in youth ministry. But why don't you just take a second and um, just share for those listening kind of your journey into student ministry and how you ended up in this crazy thing and stuck in it with me. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Sarah Livingston, obviously. Um, we've been married for about 14 and a half years, somewhere around there. We have four kids, um, three girls and a boy. And my passion for youth ministry really started um, when I was a youth myself, when I was about 17. And I was invited to a ski trip um, with my grandparents and decided that I wanted to go. I'd never been skiing before. thought it would be cool. And... Um, really recognized that I needed Christ in my life, um, actually just really needed him and not just kind of this persona of Christ. And from that point on, uh, I really got involved in my youth ministry at my local church. Then I went into college, taught Sunday school, and I knew about then that I really would, would be in ministry in some aspect. Um, I thought, some kind of pastor's wife, whether it be youth or whatever, I knew I'd be involved in youth ministry it, to some degree. So here I am now. Yeah, and we met my freshman year of college. And then um, I, I started serving in May of that year. So the end of that, that spring semester. And we were dating by then. And you just kind of came right along with me really from the beginning, even though we weren't quite married yet and and we're still here. Yep. So let's talk a little about ministry in regards to family and how we've dealt with that. Certainly there have been good seasons of that and bad seasons of that. And I think anybody, whether whether you're listening and you already have a family, you're already married, you're maybe you're married without kids or you're not married yet, but one day might find yourself with a family in ministry. The, the dynamics change. Would you agree? Yes. And so for us, we started not married, just dating, and then got married. That that changed the dynamic a little. Would you think so? Yep. And how, how so do you think? Um. It was a lot different because instead of us going to two separate houses and, you know, every night we would go to the same house and there's a lot of a degree of kind of you're still getting to know each other when you're getting married. And then also in the ministry, you're trying to get to know the kids, too. And so there's a balance there that you have to have that 
you kind of have to balance, okay, this is husband wife time, but then we also want to to get to know the students too. Yeah, I think it went a long way with parents, us being married kind of, even though we were super young, right, 19 and 20. Um, in the eyes of parents, I think that really helped a lot in just maybe a respect that they gave us. Absolutely. I think um, just the fact that we were a team now and there was a, a male and a female that um, students could go to. They could either go to you or I or um, with an issue or something like that. There's always there's always that aspect, too, of we were committed to each other that I think shows the parents, too, we're committed to each other, which means there we do have some sort of commitment to something. And then um, also that we had that to each other and to the church, I think, went a long way. Yep. And so we were married there and served there together um, as a married couple for a bit. And then we stepped out of that role there in that church, a, a little bit of a, a time away. Um, and then we stepped into a new role at another church. And, and then kids came shortly after that. Yep. Pretty quick after that. And did, how did that change in your eyes? Having kids, did that, do you feel like that changed the way the church viewed us, the way the students viewed us? I think for the parents, it probably gave them a little bit more confidence in us because we did have our own child to take care of. And hey, they can take care of their own child. They can take care of ours. Even though they'd already seen that, there is, a, I think, just a general aspect of oh, wait, you are a little more mature maybe than we thought, even though, you know, you're pretty young. Um, when we had kids, it was, I will say, um, it was pretty difficult for me in the very beginning with our daughter. We had a daughter first um, because it forced me to kind of take on a different role in ministry. Uh, I couldn't be as involved as I would like, although our kids even now are at pretty much everything. They're Kind of our little mascots. Um, the older that they're, they've been getting, or the older that they've got, they still go to some things with us, but there's still some things that we keep them from. Yeah, you have one kid, it's like a mascot. I mean, I remember taking her to camp with us at six months old, just throwing her in the church van and off we went. And she was a trooper, man. She's just there. But there's definitely a shift, I think, in probably more so in your role, in our case, where you're still involved in the student ministry, but the kids really become kind of a primary ministry for you. And I mean, how how difficult was that for you? You mean? Just that transition from being able to be involved in everything in the student ministry and now having to maybe back out of some of those things. Um, well, like I said a little bit ago, it was difficult for me just because I really wanted to have those relationships with those students. I really wanted to be involved. I really wanted to be just a part of their lives. And so it forced me to kind of take a step back and just say, okay, I have this little baby or this child that I have to be responsible for. And it just put things in a different perspective. I think for also on the other side of that, um, for me, I had babysat kids my whole life and I loved kids and um I at one point I'd want to be a teacher a school teacher so for me it also put into perspective I guess maybe more of okay now that I'm taking care of this child it helped me definitely when I was looking at other students and thinking of them more as my child 
when they're in our care and not just as much like, oh, it's just another teenager or another student. Yeah, I can remember standing before parents and and the feeling of being able to say, hey, I am a parent. I understand. And and I and we've we've said this a lot to a lot of people like everybody's an expert on marriage until they're married. Everybody's an expert at parenting until they have their own kids. Everybody's an expert at being a youth pastor until they are the youth pastor. And the tendency for youth pastors even beyond that is to say, oh, I'm an expert at pastoring. If I were a pastor, this, this, this. And, you know, and then if you find yourself in that role, I think you'd be similarly aligned to like, oh, man, I really didn't know what the heck I'm doing or what's doing or what I was talking about. And I think there was an amount of confidence for us that we could say, hey, listen, we're parents. We get that you value and cherish your kids. And beyond just lip service, I think it really changed the way that we viewed the students as well. Suddenly now having kids that we're responsible for our own self. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. And so from there, then we had more kids and now we have four. And this is really our 16th year, 15th year of ministry together. What would you say? How about let's do this? How about you give us for the, for the person listening in a family out there? Um, tips for the spouse. Three or four things that you would say to a youth pastor's spouse that have really helped us or areas that maybe we we find ourselves kind of coming back to and having to guard in our family. I would say probably the top thing for me that I've learned just being on staff as a youth pastor's wife would be not to let others dictate your ministry, how involved you are in your ministry, how you want to be involved in your ministry. Um, just in general, I think I've, in the churches that we've served in, I've been pretty involved, very much involved. Um, I always tell you that I'm your number one youth worker, youth leader, chaperone, whatever it is, because that's what I've chosen. You know, that's what I feel like God has called me to do and to be. And for me, that's kind of an aspect to to show our own children you know how how involved I should be how I should be involved and i think in some churches there can be church members or whomever maybe the people who are kind of in charge that kind of feel like you should be more involved you should be less involved and from just for me there's a lot of pressure in that there's a lot of pressure in general to be in ministry to be a ministry a youth pastor's wife, pastor's wife, whoever, there's a lot of pressure to have your family in order. There's a lot of, just a lot of stressors. And I feel like that's, that has added a lot more stress to me. Um, I think the second thing would probably be just to guard your kids. And I mean, your own kids, not other people's kids, just from things in ministry, you know, as a pastor's wife, there's, I guess, just a lot of things that people will tell you, confide in you, because, you know, you want to help those people. You want to help those families. You you know, that's part of ministry. But on the flip side of that, you have to guard your own children from that. You can't let them know everything that's going on or see maybe things that are going on um, just for their own protection and for those that you're ministering to. And I think that's become a little more difficult as our oldest is now in student ministry. And so it's not necessarily like when the kids were young, you know, we could kind of, you kind of get away from them a little bit where now, I mean, she's kind of in the youth group with us. Yeah, I will say 
it is a lot more difficult now. Um, we're entering a new phase in our ministry as well because our oldest is in sixth grade this year. So she's joining us in our ministry and she's always been the mascot. And the past few years, we've really kind of pulled her out of that just because she was so close in age to being in youth group. And we kind of wanted it to be an element, I think, not of surprise, but um, an element of, you know, this is what you get to look forward to coming into youth ministry. Yeah. I mean, she's been going to camp since she was six months old. So now that she's in youth, the youth ministry and she's going to camp as a student, I think there was definitely an intentionality on our part where how do we kind of prepare her to be able to come into youth ministry and experience youth ministry as as one of the students. And so you're right, we we kind of pulled her out a bit the last couple of years and not brought her on all those things so that she could kind of come in afresh and anew. Well, and the other thing with that too is she's also, she was also in children's ministry and we don't want, I think you would agree with me that we don't want to pull our kids and just have them be in youth ministry. They they need to be involved in the church. They need to to be around other kids who are their age. So we're going to have them involved in the children's ministries and we're going to have them involved in activities um, at school and all those things. We want, I think for, for you and I, I think we've really tried to put our kids and have them be the typical, you know, kids involved in school, involved in sports, involved in church, just in everything. We just want to do life with our kids and we want them just, um, which actually leads me to my third one, which is, um, let your kids see you serve in your ministry and not necessarily you serving pancakes or, you know, something crazy like that um, at a youth function, but let them see you serve in your ministry. Let them see you praying with other students. Let them see you just serving others, whether it, it might not be in youth ministry, it might be in children's, it could be in women's ministry, whatever you know, whatever you feel called to, whatever you're involved in, just let them see that you are serving and, you know, that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. And like we took her when she was 10, we took her on our overseas mission trip with our high school students. And so as a family, we went and served and that was really important. I know, especially for me, I just really wanted her to see that and understand what we're doing when we're gone, see how other people live just culturally. And then see that side of ministry for us. I think too, one of the things that we've always been really intentional about is we're, we're on staff, you know, as the youth pastor, we're we're obviously serving, leading the student ministry, but we want to be involved. There are a lot of things that we do and, and things that we serve in that are outside the realm of our quote unquote job. And so that gives us a lot of opportunities for our, our kids to come along and serve with us, whether that's a community work day, if that's a, uh, a children's event, or that's a, you know one of our family life events with some sports ministry or whatever that is, we're we're present in in serving outside of maybe our bubble, right? And I think the last thing that I would mention is kind of Jody was just leading into that, but let your kids be themselves, or let your kids kind of do their thing. And for me, I think it's just maybe maybe part of it's my personality, maybe part of it's just ministry, but. I kind of feel like my kids always have to have it together. They always have to kind of do the right thing. And I think that that probably is a mix of both. But what we've realized too, you know, we have four children and they're all different. Every one of them has different personalities and different quirks and different things like that. And I think for us, we've really just 
kind of let our kids do their thing. Um, if they don't want to go and do something or if they, you know, want to be super involved in something, then we talk about it. We don't just let them make a lot of their own decisions because they are our children, but we want them to be involved. We want them to understand why we serve and not just because we're on staff. And I think that's a big thing. We want them to love the church. And they do. They love going to church. They love being at the church and in every way. They they enjoy being there and they enjoy doing those things. And I think there's a line, too, where they're around the students a lot, so they're really comfortable around the students, and that can get a little crazy at times. Yes. And so we've got to draw that fine line there on both sides. The students are really comfortable around our kids, and our kids are really comfortable around there. So, you know, don't don't mess with my kids. But my kids don't be out of line of messing with you. But you're right. I think giving them the freedom to just be them. And even, I mean, you know, even tonight, they were just goofing around and afterwards and just dancing up on stage and stuff. And they just love it. They just love that. Yeah. So how about areas just personally, maybe for you and I, where maybe we struggle at times, you know, because I don't want to certainly don't want to paint the picture that we've got this all figured out and together. We've got a lot going on. Um, our church is extremely involved in our community and extremely focused when it comes to serving and ministering to others. I mean, there's not a day really that we're, that something's not, I mean, seven days a week, there's something going on in our church. Oftentimes that involves us. So time is a big thing. Um, I'm obviously doing all the podcasting and the blog taking classes in addition to that. You've got kind of a side business that you're doing in addition to teaching preschool and four kids running a million different directions. Like how do we survive that? I think everyone talks about, I think in ministry just talks about actually probably just in life about balance. You know, there has to be balance. There has to be fun. There has to be structure. There has to be all these different things. And um, I think for us, we've kind of, it's one of those things you just kind of have to figure out with your family, with your situation, with your, um, whatever you have going on, whatever that may be, jobs, whatever. But I think we've kind of figured that out. We've figured, not that we have it together. Absolutely. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is. What? No, I, I, I thought we, we, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I think there's, oh, just hit the microphone. Sorry. <laughs> I think for us, it's got to be my side business is something that I really enjoy doing. So for me, that's kind of like a getaway type thing. Um, I think for Jody, he really enjoys the podcasting. It's also kind of his ministry too, as well. I think that we, because we've been in ministry, I would not say, you know, a, a really, really long time, but we have been in ministry a good amount of time. And I feel that some of the experiences that we've experienced or circumstances that we've gone through have helped and we, we can help others. And so I feel like right now this is kind of a, a way to help. I, I kind of forgot the question. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, when it comes for us to balance and manage our time, right, and that's kind of where it was heading, I think you're right. We just kind of have to figure it out. And there's been seasons where that's easier than others. There's been a lot where we've dropped the ball. <laughs> what? Again, I don't understand what you're saying. But I think one of the things that we've talked a lot about is balance is impossible to achieve in ministry, especially. But health is yes, kind of the strife, yes. right? So there are seasons where 
family needs a whole lot more attention and maybe ministry has to take a little bit of a back seat. And then there are other times where ministry needs more attention and, and family doesn't necessarily take a back seat, but it, it takes, it takes less of a focus. Is that right? Would you say that? I yes, would, absolutely. I would say I that. I want to make sure I'm not, I'm not like sounding heretical there. I'm not saying you neglect your family or your ministry. It's just that certain seasons are going to, are going to require different things of your time. And so we, we've kind of figured that out pretty good at this point. I mean, summers are busy and crazy. The beginning of the school year is crazy. Holidays are crazy. And there's some times in there that aren't as crazy. And so we've, we've kind of settled to fight for that. Mm-hmm. I will say too, we do try to take advantage of the times that we are less busy. Um, what I found, I'm a busybody. I love to be busy. When I'm not busy, Jody will um, agree to this, but when I'm not busy, I feel like I should be doing something. So I will make myself just busy myself with tons of things and work and all of these things. And then it stresses me out. But um, side note, but I think the balance for us is just learning, learning how to stay busy, but also not stay busy to stay busy, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I'm the opposite. Like I, I enjoy a nap or <laughs> or two. Yeah. I don't like naps at all. Yeah. So that's another area where just marriage wise, we've had to work that out and make ourselves slow down at times. And sometimes I miss naps, but we, you know, we just, just keep moving forward in that. How about, how about this? What, how involved would you say the students are in our lives? I would say the students pretty much, they're involved in our lives a lot a large majority of the time. I'm not sure percentage wise. I don't have any idea, but is that what you're asking? Yeah. I mean, because you've said it before and I've written about it on the blog, like our goal, like how is it that we really minister to students? Is it, what's our approach and philosophy there? I've found, I think, well, I can speak on Jody's behalf. I believe, I think we've found that it's not so much you sharing you know, this Bible study with them or you going along and and doing all of these, um, I don't want to say like Jesus things, but that's basically what, what I'm saying. But what we have found in ministry that has built relationships is just being real with these kids. And whether it be, you know, them coming over at night when your house is crazy and you just put the kids to bed and they want to talk and you just let them over and, um, or going to water polo matches, ballets. We've gone to so many different crazy things that our students have been involved in that no one has wanted to come to or go to. And I feel like that kind of really helped just build those relationships. We, we, we say this a lot, Jody and I do, um, together I don't, I wouldn't say it's our motto, but we kind of, we say it a lot, but it's, we do life together with them. And we have students at our house, you know, probably three times a night, I mean, three times a week. And, you know, it's just variety of students and it could be for whatever. But I think what we found being in the ministry that we've, we're in now, we've built those relationships. We've built those relationships and we've built that trust and they'll come to us. Um, I'll give an example. I had a stomach bug and I woke up the next morning and was supposed to be somewhere else and 
had a student call me and say, I need to talk. And I just said, I've been throwing up all night. I'm looking terrible. The house is a wreck. My kids aren't fed, you know, and she said, I need to talk. And so I said, okay, come on over. And she came over and we talked for a long time and I was, I was okay. I wasn't like, uh, you know, dying and she wasn't going to catch what I was catching because it was a, some kind of stomach thing. But anyway, I think we just want to do life with them. And I think when you are real with these students and you, you're vulnerable, then they can also do the same thing. Yeah. I think you've said it before as, you know, we want to invite the students into our lives in hopes that they'll invite us into theirs. And I think that's beautiful when we, and I think that has really been our approach now all these years. And I mean, there's boundaries there too, right? I mean, Oh yeah, absolutely. We're, we're not just saying, Oh, anytime and every time. I mean, we say no a lot. Yeah. And you know, for us, we kind of have this, if we're tired and we don't want to come over, we just say we're tired and we don't want you to come over. And you know, they're teenagers. So for the most part, they say, Oh, okay, that makes sense. Or fine. You know, they might have a little wisecrack or something comment, but you know, they respect us too. And they respect the fact that we have a family and we do have kids and we do. Sometimes there are things that come up with our own kids that we have to say, I'm sorry, we can't go and do this or you can't come over because we have this going on. And, you know, we want our students also to know that our kids are important to us and our own, you know, our own children are important to us. So. Yeah. So there's definitely boundaries there and we run them out of the house eventually. You know, when it's time to go, we just, it's time to go and, and that, but you know, a bonfire in the backyard or just desserts, snacks, or late night coffee, or just good conversations has been really, really effective. And I think that gives us and has given us just a lot of trust and respect when it comes time to really speak in maybe in not so pleasant of an area of their life that we see having, you know, when when it's time to correct a little rebuke with that relationship there, that's made that a lot easier through the years. And, and certainly there's a lot of those those times as well. But I think kids just know when you're loving them, you're praying for them, and that there's a there's a safe place for them to come to. It's been really, really important for us. Mm-hmm. This is something else I just thought of that I feel has really helped my ministry. Um, the ministry that we came into had had just several people that had had been in the position before us. I don't know how to say this, but kind of back to back. And so I think there was a level, there was a lot of walls that were built up just in a lot of different areas. And it was really difficult to try to get to know these students and really difficult to try to just to get them to trust us. And for me, it was just praying for them, obviously, but then, you know, asking them how they're doing. And a lot of teenagers uh, get really weirded out when you start talking to them. They're like, why are you talking to me? Especially when you're not in a church setting, but for the most part, they let you when you're at church. But something that really has helped my ministry is just when I am thinking about when I, when when a student comes to mind and I pray for them, I just shoot them a text or shoot them an email, whatever. You know, now it's texting before it was email and things like that or a, a card. Um, but just letting them know that we prayed for them or that I prayed for them and that I was thinking about them. And, you know, a lot of times it's not reciprocated. A lot of times they just brush it off or ignore it, but eventually it'll get through and they'll realize, you know, that you really do care. Yeah. I think you just keep pursuing, 
you just keep pursuing and you earn that trust over time. And we've, I think we've done that. That's something that you, you're right. It was something we've consistently done from the beginning. And, and we do that. I do that with parents as well. At times, if, if I'm just a family's in my heart, man, I, I shoot them a text or I drop a card in the mail or, or something like that and just let them know, Hey, I'm, you're in my heart and my mind today. I'm praying for you. I hope everything's okay. And I, I think, and we've had students who maybe ignored that, didn't say anything about that, never even mentioned it. And then years down the road, come back and say, gosh, I appreciated that so much. Mm-hmm. I think that's even a, a tip that I've given. You know, we're sitting here with a almost teenager in our house, so we haven't hit that those teenagers yet. So we can't really sp- speak from experience. But I've even given that advice to parents just to say, you know, at least let them know that you're praying for them. And when you're your teenager kind of feels like they're just kind of off in alien nation or something. And you just kind of just let them know that you're praying for them and that you love them and all of that. So I think, I think that's just maybe in general, you know, teenagers are teenagers and we all work with them and they eventually grow up to be grownups and mature eventually. But in the meantime, you know, it's just building that trust so that they, they can, they know that they can trust somebody to talk to. Okay, so if you could say one thing to a youth pastor, as the youth pastor's wife, speaking to a youth pastor, what would the one thing be? Hmm. I have to think about that one for a second. But hmm, I think I think the one thing that I would say would be to consult your wife maybe (laughs) (laughs) um you know girls women whatever females we all see things differently we we're wired differently we think differently and so i think a lot of times maybe just that perspective kind of helps a lot and the same thing goes for men too you know jody definitely keeps me grounded and he's the calm one of the two in case you haven't figured that out um so he definitely helps kind of even that out. So, I think communication is important. That's an area we've had to learn and grow in. Sharing a calendar has been huge for us. Yes. I mean, that was a, that's been a big thing a lot because I'll have things come up at the church and maybe sometimes once or twice I've forgotten to share that. This is quite often. And so being able to put it in the calendar there and just sharing that has been really, really helpful. Um, I, I'll say this too, and maybe you can maybe you can speak to this. And then, um, as a youth pastor, I know a lot of things about a lot of people. I hear about a lot of things. Um, just being on staff, and I have a lot of people who can be really critical at times, or maybe I have them having an issue with somebody or whatever through the years. And I've always try to be really mindful to not share a lot of that with you and kind of guard your heart in that sense, knowing that you've got to come and worship there. And sometimes, because, okay, so early on, maybe I didn't do that as well. There would be an issue or something and I would share that. Then it would become resolved and I wouldn't come back and say, oh, we worked that out. Yeah. And that actually, it's funny that you brought that up because that there was a few times where I was going to punch somebody in the face. I was just going to go at somebody because, you know, they were messing with my husband or they were messing with somebody that I loved or cared about. And 
you know, they didn't know the whole story or whatever it is. But, you know, that's one thing that Jody has been awesome about. Probably, um, it's probably more experience we've learned as we went, you know, um, you don't want the youth pastor's wife to knock somebody out or to, to fist fight or whatever that may be. So, you know, that's something that, that I definitely, I didn't realize was happening and until it was happening. And then I thought, wow, this is, you know, the things are going really great. And it's not that ministry is awful and terrible, but there are things that are going to come up that, you know, us girls kind of get too girly about and we just get mad and can't, we hold a grudge and we can't get past it. And, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And I think, I think it really would go either way. Either way, depending on which spouse is serving in that role, you know, your spouse has to come and worship there. And so, there, I mean, there's certainly, there's certainly things I share. It's not that I hide everything from you, but that's not what we're saying. But there's an element, too, where I've got to be mindful that you've got to worship there. And I can't vent everything to you all the time. I've got to have other folks in my life that I can trust and share with outside of my church um, and and reciprocated you've got to have an element of trust that I'm going to share with you what you really need to know yeah and I think you know we've been married for 14 and a half years now and so I absolutely trust um, his judgment and so I think maybe on the spouse's part it would be an element of trust on you know what what is necessary to share and what is not necessary to share because I think Sometimes we can kind of get in that gossip train like a lot of people can. I think that's just human nature. But yeah, and I, we never, to my knowledge, my recollection, had a sit down conversation about, okay, here's things that I'm going to share and here's things I'm not. No, no, no. That never. But, you know, it's just kind of a discerning thing on my part. And, you know, that that is one of the things that makes ministry really difficult because you are carrying a, a pretty big burden a lot of times that even your spouse. It's not fully aware of, and so you've got to have folks that you that, that are kind of an outlet for you, and and vice versa. Like even as a spouse, you've got to have an outlet. You you know you can't always run to me with stuff. Right. I was just gonna say, um, for me, what what has really helped? I have just some friends, some close friends that are also in the same type ministry that we're in, student ministry, and. Some are have been in longer, some have been in shorter, um, just whatever that may be. But those are ladies that I can go to and I know that I can, they kind of get where we're coming from or where I'm coming from. They kind of, um, they speak truth into me a lot because there's a lot of things where I just get so upset or mad or frustrated and talk to them and they say, oh no, you're way off base. Or sometimes I'm on, you know, sometimes I'm right on. And I think that's super duper important too for the spouse being the spouse of a ministry person you've got to have those people in your life that you can trust that that are in the same type of ministry that you are in that can kind of sympathize with you but kind of help you out encourage you you've got to have those people yeah i i think that's so important and and so many don't have that and they just there's nobody there and you can't carry that like that will kill your longevity i think maybe not necessarily in in our um in our life or our ministry, but there's been, I've had friends who've been burned by other like people in the church or things like that. And I, I don't want to paint a negative picture or say anything bad. I don't mean that. I mean, you're kind of right in the sense, like love your church, trust your church. Don't vent to your church. Correct. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so you've got to have folks outside of that. And one of the things that I hear a lot of times from from youth pastors is I really want my pastor to be a mentor. I want my pastor to invest. I want my pastor to be this. I want my pastor to do that. And I think maybe for the wife, sometimes it can be that expectation for the pastor's wife or somebody like that as well. And like the bottom line is maybe, maybe your pastor is not the best person to be that for you in your life. You know, Matthew Hart was on recently on the podcast and he said that a ton. That I mean, I've heard him counsel other guys saying, Everybody wants that. Maybe your pastor's not the best person to be that mentor for you. And and so sometimes you've got to look outside outside of your church for that. And I would say, kind of going back even to what you where you started maybe with your list of things, there's gotta be you have kind of always defined your own role in the ministry. And I know you kind of said that, but I, I just wanna even in the interview process, it's like you're hiring me, not my wife. Do right. you have a church secretary? Because my wife will not be it. Right. Um, and, you know, you're kind of going to plug in and be involved to the level that you're able and comfortable. Right, right. I think that's one thing that was, for me, that just was the experience of ministry and kind of balancing the kids and trying to do all that stuff together and realizing something's got to give. And, you know, our kids are our own children, are our own are our priority. And this the ministry is, is also there, but there's got to be that balance. But... I think for me, going back to the very beginning when we were talking about when we had our first child and then we kind of added to the brood, we just kind of, for me, I just realized maybe I can't go to every single youth event or maybe a lot of times it's the trips that I can't go on now because we have the children and, you know, they have to sleep and they can't be up until two in the morning or they can't be out, you know, doing whatever in the cold and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, I think for us, for me especially, it's just kind of been and me just realizing I can't do everything. And there are tons of people in our ministry that can better minister in a certain situation or in a certain class that are, you know, equipped be, to to do that, to be that mentor or to be that leader to that student. And I don't have to be that to everybody and to every to every student. And I'm not going to be able to be because it's impossible with you know, the numbers of students. That's, that's really good. Like, that's so good. That's so good. How about this? Um, a resource, a book that you would recommend to folks that maybe, I mean, you're a reader that you would throw out to folks. I would say for me, what's really helped in not only it, it's really helped me personally, but it's also helped, um, the ministry, our ministry, just in certain girls, the group of girls that I mentor, but it's graceful um, or there's also a, I get these backwards, but there's grace for the good girl and then there's graceful. And I think grace for the good girl is the adult version and graceful is the student version. But I've read the book. It was recommended to me by um, another pastor's wife. Actually, two pastor's wives recommended it to me. And it's an awesome book because it just talks about God's grace. And um, I've always considered myself a goody two shoes. A lot of people have said that. And for me, it really put it in perspective, the grace that God has for all of us, and it's the same for everybody. So that's really helped. Yeah, that was before the nose ring. Now now you're not a goody two-shoes because you have the nose ring. Yeah. So uh, if folks wanted to get in touch with you and ask you some things, where would they find you, like on Twitter or something? Um, On Twitter, I think it's Sarah Livingston. I can't remember, actually. <laughs> it is Sarah Livingston. 
Sarah with an H, Livingston. And I'm also on the Insta. And that one is at Living Lady Designs. The gram. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on. It was super fun. Yeah. Um, I was super nervous and I still am. So I hope you guys could get something out of that with the ums and the, and the clearing my throat. It was good. We'll do it again sometime. So, uh, all the resources, the books there that we mentioned will be linked in the show notes. So you can head over to the show notes and grab those following the episode. But that's it. Thanks for coming on. Sure. Thanks for having me. And there you go. The Mrs. Man. Married out of my league for sure. Just an incredible woman. Loves Jesus with everything in her. Loves students and student ministry. Loves the church. And loves our kids. And loves me. Which is really nice of her. So I hope you really enjoyed that. Got something out of it. Again, just trying to be honest and transparent with where we are. And things that have worked well for us and not. Again, all the links and resources there that she mentioned at the end will be on the show notes page at thelongerhall.com slash episode 013, thelongerhall.com slash episode 013. Be sure to go and sign up for your free month of audible.com at thelongerhall.com slash audible trial. Grab that and snag it and head over to iTunes, subscribe there to the podcast so you can get it every week coming to you and write and leave a review. Man, I would appreciate that so very much that'll do it that'll put another episode in the books thanks for hanging out with us today and listening in i really appreciate it until the next episode give them jesus thanks for listening to the longer hall youth ministry podcast at www.thelongerhall.com